and welcome to the Happy Yoga Podcast with me, your host, Joe Hutton. And in this podcast, we talk about all things yoga and all things to make your mind a happier place to live in. Let's get started. This episode of the Happy Yoga Podcast is all about pranayama again. So it's the second part of the pranayama series. Pranayama is the fourth of the eight limbs as outlined in the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali. This is the second of the series about pranayama. If you want to hear the first, it's the episode before and it's all about how pranayama works on a physical level in the body. And this episode is going to be about pranayama as a life force. So it's translated as life force expansion exercises. So the word prana is often translated as breath, but that isn't its only meaning. It also means life energy. So let's look at this a little bit closer because at first you might be thinking life energy, I don't know what you mean, but there is a spark of energy. There is a spark of something that makes something alive and something not alive. And this sounds really obvious, but when you start thinking about it, it's actually quite mind bending. What makes something alive? What makes something animate rather than inanimate? What makes something be alive? So if you look at a table, a table is not alive. You know that it's not alive, but when it was a tree, it was alive. And there's a point when it becomes not alive. And this point is actually a very difficult to define point. So it's not as simple as that there is like a defined moment between alive and and not being alive and not necessarily dead because maybe something was never alive in the first place. But we just know, we just know when something is alive or when something is not alive. You can just tell by looking at it. And in yoga, they define the thing that makes something alive as prana. So that is the energy, the spark of life, that that spark that is in something that makes it alive, that little thing that makes the puppet and makes it become Pinocchio as alive (laughs) rather than as not alive. And this is how it links to the breath. So the yogis believe that life energy comes in and out of our body through our breath, which makes sense because when things are alive, they breathe. So even something like a tree or a plant or a mushroom, it doesn't breathe in the same way that we do, but it breathes in a certain way. And animals breathe, so they breathe when they're alive. And when they're not alive, they stop breathing. So it makes sense that the prana would be in the breath. And also the breath, as we were talking about in the last episode, the breath is the link between the conscious and the unconscious mind. So if you think about being asleep, our breath changes when we're asleep and also our breath links our flight or fight with our rest and digest state, meaning that we can literally use our breath to travel through 
different levels of consciousness. We can use our breath to control what state of consciousness we are in all the way down to not conscious at all. Because if we stop the breath, then we're not conscious at all. And also the breath is the link between the internal and the external world. So we all breathe the same air. The breath is literally the point, the link between the outside world and the inside world. We are breathing in life from outside world and making it into life inside us and then we're breathing that out and the the breath that I breathe is the same as the breath that you breathe and so it's the link not only between the inner and the outer but it actually links us all together as one. We're all in tune breathing in the air at the same time. And some yogis used to believe that there was a finite amount of prana energy that you were given. So you you had this much prana for your life. And then when you ran out of prana, that was when you died. So if you did certain things that could bring you more prana or you did other things that would deplete your prana. But when it was gone, it was gone. And that was your life. So if you did things to stimulate it, it would actually give you more life. And the way that I understand this is, like I was saying about in the energetic continence episode, is that there are some things that you do that give you energy and there are some things that you do that deplete your energy. And we can use our breath to give us more energy and we can use our breath to make ourselves more relaxed. So it's this control between relaxation and feeling energized and we can kind of use prana as a vehicle between all of the different states. And prana is a universal energy in the yogic understanding. So it's not that I have my prana and you have your prana. We actually all share the same prana. So the the life spark that makes me alive is the same spark that makes my cat alive or that slug or that tree or you or somebody at the other side of the world. We all share the same spark of life. And when we die, it kind of goes into this universal prana. So it's not like an individual soul where we all have our own individual souls. And then when we die, that continues. It's a separate thing to that. So my prana is the same as your prana. It's the same thing. So when I die, my prana will kind of go back into the the energetic ocean of prana. So if you imagine of water, if you had a cup of water, which was you and you poured it back into the ocean and somebody else was to then get a cup of the ocean, they might have some molecules of that water that was in your cup, but they'll also have molecules of water that was in another cup. So they will have created another completely unique set of prana, but it may contain elements of you, like it's being recycled, but it's not it's not being recycled as the same. I don't know if that makes sense. Makes sense in my head, kind of. Hopefully (laughs) makes sense in your head. And then when they die, they pour it back in and it just goes back into this, we're always recycling prana. 
So within our body, we have these things called nadis, which are the energy channels where our prana runs through our body in order to bring life and animate our bodies. And we have three main nadis. We have more than three, but we'll concentrate on the three because they're the main ones. So we have one um, called Shushamna, which runs from the very base of the head, the top of the head, all the way down to the bottom of the spine. So it basically runs all the way along the spinal column, right from the top, all the way along, straight down in a line, all the way to the bottom. And then we have two called Ida and Pingula, which run concurrently with each other. And they start at your forehead, so the space between your eyebrows. And this is sometimes referred to as your third eye. And this runs all the way down and it runs down all the way to your, again, the base of your spine. And these, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this well on a podcast because you might not be able to see what I'm doing, but I'll give it a go. So we have points running along called your chakras, which run along this middle column and go all the way from your forehead all the way down to your bum. And this they are at different points and they run along and the other two channels what they do is they start at the top but then they go in separate directions so they'll start from the forehead they'll come down one will come down the right one will come down the left then they'll meet at the nostrils where one comes out the right and one comes out the left and then they will swap over and come down the other way and Every place that they meet is a chakra or an energetic lock. So when they're saying an energetic lock, they mean like a lock, like a lock of a canal where two channels are meeting together and then kind of swapping directions. And your two channels, you've got your pingula and you've got your ida. And your pingula is the energy that runs through that is your energizing energy so it's it's the energy that's linked with the sun and it's your get and go energy it's your like your pep it's it's your very energizing energy and then your ida channel is your more calm energy it's linked with the moon rest sleep so when they come to the nostrils your right nostril has your pingular energetic channel and your left nostril has your ida channel, your more calm energy. This is really interesting because there is a link between the nervous system and our nostrils. So throughout the day, through our circadian rhythm. So that's the rhythm that our body uses to know when to have enough energy to get up and then when to go to bed. Because let's, when we're talking about energies in the body, it may seem really alien and weird to talk about it, but we are completely ruled by the need to sleep and the need to be awake. So even if you don't believe in energy in a literal way, we definitely have the need to be more alert and more awake at different parts of the day. And we will go through those cycles. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you have more energy. And then 
in the afternoon you normally have a bit of a dip and then you get a bit of a rise again and then you go to bed and, and hopefully by the time you go to bed you're sleepy and when we have disruptions in that cycle it can really affect our bodies it can affect our minds often one of the first symptoms of mental health crisis is that our circadian rhythm gets knocked and we feel awake at night time and we feel sleepy in the morning and so these circadian rhythms have a massive effect on our well-being and the way that we feel. And it's really interesting because our nostrils are a really big indicator. You've probably never thought about this, but your nostrils are a big indicator of where you are in your circadian rhythm. So during the day, we have a more dominant nostril. If you close one nostril and breathe through it and then close the other nostril and breathe through it, at any point in the day, you'll probably have a nostril it's easier to breathe out of than the other. And they are linked with the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system that I was talking about in the last episode. So our sympathetic nervous system is this get up and go and our parasympathetic nervous system is this rest and digest, more calm part of the nervous system. And the left nostril is linked with the parasympathetic nervous system and your right nostril is linked with your sympathetic nervous system. So that is really interesting because that's the channels of the ida and the pingula so your right nostril is linked with your pingula which is your more energetic energy channel and your left side is ida which is your linked with your rest and digest your more sleepy side and again we need both of these so it's not where you want them to have one more than the other you want them to be balanced so the yogis believe that what can happen is we can get blocks in these energy systems and these blockages mean that you get kind of funky in different parts of your energy system so you might find that you are having a little bit more of the pingula energy and you're starting to feel anxious and you maybe you feel hot all the time maybe you're quick to anger or you might feel like that you're stuck more in the ida energy and that makes you a bit lethargic it means you don't have the energy to do stuff you can't be bothered to do stuff and what we need is to get a balance between the and that's why we'll do things like alternate nostril breathing to try and get a balance between the right hand side and the left hand side i personally don't think that you need to literally believe in these energy systems for them to be useful for you so i haven't decided how literally i believe in the energy systems sometimes i really do sometimes i don't but it doesn't really matter. All that matters is that they're a useful lens with which to understand your life through. And I definitely think it's useful for you to question and ask and check in with yourself and think, am I feeling a bit stagnant? Am I feeling a bit anxious? And then having these tools that you can use through understanding how the breathing affects your mood and affects your energy you have those tools so that if you are noticing that you start to become a bit anxious or you're feeling like you're stuck in one of the energy systems, you can then have those tools to bring yourself out of that. And you can do that without literally believing in the energy channels, if that makes sense. It's a lens with which to explore your self and your moods and, and the world. So I hope that was interesting. If you have any questions about that, I'm sure you do. I feel like I've brought up quite a lot there. If you have any questions, if you'd like to know more about that kind of thing, my understanding of chakras is very, 
it's very surface level. It's not where my expertise is, but I do find them really fascinating. And I can always bring someone on and talk about them more if that is something that you're really interested in. So do let me know. And thank you for listening. Bye. The Happy Yoga Podcast was brought to you by me, Joe Hutton. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And you're always welcome to join the community. So follow the link in the show notes if you want to be part of the community. Bye.